this is Will, the voice of everyone's pal, Andruk. I'm going to be honest with you, it's a tough episode for Druk this week, as his quest to save Detris has its figurative throat ripped out. The rest of the group, though, has lots of fun planning some Home Alone-style antics, and we all learn why one is any Pathfinder's least favorite number. Uh, I don't get the chance to say hello very often, so I wanted to make sure to thank you all for the support and feedback we've received through emails, social media, and our website. It's been a blast to invite you all to our table every week, and if you're enjoying it too, please don't forget to share the pod with your friends and fellow tabletop gamers. Alright, let's jump in to this week's episode of The Heroes Die. Hey everybody, how we doing this week? Hello. Really Hi, good. Sam. What's up? Excellent. Glad to hear it. Um, so this week, I'm gonna preface I'm gonna preface my question with a, a short story. Oh boy. The lottery. No, uh, the story is I was at a bar. <laughs> I was at a bar last week, and I overheard a conversation between two guys in you know, like early 30s, late 20s, whatever. I was vaguely aware that they were buying tickets to something, and then just happened to tune in for their purchase. Row two, section two. And the other guy goes, Nice. Two is actually my favorite number. And the thought entered my head, fully formed. That guy is an idiot. That is a stupid favorite number. That whole, oh, thing, that whole thing went uh, right through. Yeah. Just yeah. boom. Jeez. Just boom. I was just okay. like, that guy Hater. is a fucking idiot. And that's a stupid favorite number. So my question is, Uh-oh. don't you oh, know? No. What is, oh. are the most boring favorite numbers <laughs> further contempt for the audience from sam gein and nyard here <laughs> hey, yeah, we're gonna this is gonna be polarizing not wow. everyone's gonna be happy at the end of this Jeez, it's completely think... subjective and utterly arbitrary yeah <laughs> i i yeah yeah it also it's presumes everybody surprise. has a favorite number it doesn't you don't it doesn't have no doesn't, no then it presumes that we each have an anti-favorite number yeah right <laughs> yeah, exactly. it, it, there's layer. a number out there that you hear it and, and apparently mine is too a yeah, weirder I think, nicher fetish. I think like I would be super upset if someone looked me in the eyes and was like, "Yeah, my favorite number is a hundred. I'd be like, "That's fucking dumb." I'd be like, "That's so fucking dumb." A hundred, a yeah. hundo. That's your favorite. Yeah, cool. I told this story to Bree, and she was like, "There are dumber numbers than two. And I was like, "What?" She's like, "A hundred. <laughs> it's just like. So yeah, that might be the dumbest clearly. number. Yeah. I think it's like dumb because it's like something that a four-year-old sincerely says is their favorite yeah. number because it's yeah. the largest number they've ever heard of. Or counted to. And if you get to like adulthood and you still think that's cool, I'm like, you you just, you don't get it. Mm-hmm. On that line, it's probably 13 for me. Because anybody says that, it's probably working with some like hot topic edginess. That again, <laughs> yeah. oh, immaturity can, in a way that I... Throw out right away, 69, 89... No, 69 is awesome. <laughs> Someone had to do it. Someone had to. Someone subjective. Had to. There are going to be differences of opinion. No, I, think, I don't think there's any subjective opinion about 69 being awesome. What is the deal with 89? Why is 89 a, a, a bad one? I don't know <laughs> Sam doesn't even know yeah. what its thing is. <laughs> what is the genre of problem? Okay, Why is I'll it a bad it. one? Well, it's just it's you know it's 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 these two like you know two of yeah. these. And what does that like, look like, the, Sam? The same, what does eight look like? As, yeah, 
You what tell us, deal? Sam. What does eight the deal look like? Eighty nine. He googles. <laughs> no, well, don't. <laughs> Google is eighty nine a bad number? Okay. Eighty nine, the most evil number in the world. However, you write it, it's clear that it's one of the most evil numbers in history. Yep. Actually, honestly, eighty nine has a lot going for it. Chen prime, Pythagorean prime, Sophie Germain prime, Eisenstein prime, Fibonacci number, Markov number. Like, whoa. And see, so I knew, uh, I knew like all of that, right? So, like, I walk into this <laughs> being like, why? It's all of these wonderful primes. Why? Why is it a bad Sorry, number? I just blacked out when Sam said he knew all of that. <laughs> right at my fingertips. As fully formed as two is a stupid favorite number. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll be embarrassed later when I find out what 89 is. But um, I think similar on. to Ben's yeah, answer. You said, like, Will, you said 69. There's a, the list of numbers. You said 69, 89, and then you kind of trailed off. Are there 420. others? 420, definitely. 420? Okay, that's fair. That came from my rival high school. What? 420? Oh, yeah, the time of like 420 being the time to yeah. smoke or whatever. San Rafael mm-hmm. High School in San Rafael, California is where that That started. makes sense. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. I think similar to Will's like, or no, I'm sorry. I think similar to Ben's, it's the, the edgelordiness of someone who's like, pi. I'm like, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Sure. Negative six. I bet. Yeah. I. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> I, actually, I is a really next level choice. <laughs> that starts to be a technology magic kind of question, I think. Mm-hmm. That's my At that point, number. if you have like a pencil pocket on a shirt, I have to rip it. There is something instinctual in me yeah. that has like, to rip it like if you say I is a number. That's right. Animus it's a like, stack of books so you can slap them out of your hand. <laughs> yeah. It's a must-bully situation. The kid whose favorite number is I, like, also is like, ooh, I just asked for more wishes if the GD came to me. <laughs> it's, like, <laughs> it's, like, it's like, it's the same kid and we all hate uh, him. Yeah, well, because he's got it figured out. It's going to make a lot of money someday. But Speaking of wishes, uh, and wishes or kisses, uh, Ben is currently smooching Sendra. (laughs) I'm not. (laughs) My immersion. Sven is currently smooching Sendra. She's smooching me, let's be clear. Well, you you are under the suggestion to engage fully in this. And as she is kissing you, and draining your life essence, color returns to her cheeks. Oh no. And her blonde hair grows out from the roots into long black waves. She gains about two inches in height. And as she steps away, she is a completely different woman than the one who first embraced Sven. She falls back onto the bed and says, I surrender. Hit her with a hammer. Yes, I'm not being fooled by that. That is the same person who just kissed me. I mean, she did surrender. I don't. I don't. Have we, do we have policies around that? Have we? <laughs> we don't even have an HR department. No, please. I won't do anything else to harm you. Please. I needed a little bit of healing, but now I am fine. I will do nothing else to harm you. I surrender. I submit. Where's your closet? Oh, uh... <laughs> boy, that RP fell apart pretty quick. Wow. I don't know. He's invisible. <laughs> I don't know where he is, but I can. Bartholomew, Bartholomew, let them see you. Let them see you, Bartholomew. It's not Bartholomew's turn. It's our turn. It's not Bartholomew's turn. We get to Bartholomew, let them see you. And we stay in initiative <laughs> order, apparently. And we hit her with a hammer. 
Yes, I think that is the fine. Oh, you ask about the dwarf? Eugene, yes. it's your turn. <laughs> what an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> you asked about the dwarf. Here, let me pass it off to the bear. <laughs> it's Aubergine's turn. Yeah, Eugene is going to move towards her and through the grease to this square right here. So I guess I'll have to roll some checks. Mm-hmm. Walking right up to the foot of the bed. It's a 18 on the die for a 27. It's your DC. Yeah, which is good. It's a 17. Yep. And then Eugene is going to try and bite her. That's a natty 20. It's <laughs> <laughs> cool. 13 points of piercing damage. Plus another 14 points of damage. <laughs> <laughs> and... She looks at you, Andruk, and says, Your friend Detris, terrible things are being done to yeah. <laughs> And her throat is ripped out. Oh, Eugene! <laughs> <laughs> Let it play. Body. Oh, no. She knew where Detris is. Or she just knew what to say to make you think she did. Drink uh, is out of it. Drink is gonna like he's sitting down for a second. I don't know. I mean, to be fair, Drew, she had done nothing but manipulate us and harm us. Drew, every word she said was a lie. Uh, Sam, can I tell if the Blood Wolf is hostile at all? Blood Wolf, hostile. Yeah, and then my last action, I'm gonna <laughs> take a, a chomp at the Blood Wolf with the iterative attack penalty. 13 to hit. 13 to hit is a miss. All right, that's Eugene's turn. That's Eugene's turn. Sven, you're up next, and you're still under the suggestion to engage in a passionate embrace with the corpse five feet away from you. Now I'm fucking with you. The magic ended once you died. No. Well, in that case, uh, Sven is going to do what he knows best now that he's back to his senses and double slice at this wolf. Double slice of the wolf. Uh, not great. That will be a 19 to hit. That hits. Okay, uh, that will be for 8 points of damage. Heard, heard. Through, uh, much better, uh, 26. That should definitely hit. 26 does hit. Not a crit. That will be for 7 points of damage. 7 points of damage. Chipping away there, chipping away there. Andruk, you're up. What do you do? Are you upset? Yeah, Druk's taking a walk. But I frown on inter-party violence, but in a situation like this, I'll, I'll let it happen. If you yeah. have a point-blank stance, just no, shoot, thanks. Sh- no, shoot, under, th- shoot the bear. Duke is going to get out of point-blank stance, and uh, he's going to take a walk. <laughs> take a little walk away. You need some space. <laughs> to the other end of the room. Mm-hmm. You think that's enough space? Do you want to go out in the hall? No, that's enough. That's enough for me right now. Okay. <laughs> My turn. Andruk walks to the other end of the room. And he sits down at the desk on the far eastern side of the room. It is the Blood Wolf's turn. The Blood Wolf's got a bear next to it who just attacked its master and then Sven who just did some damage. We got to go after Sven, unfortunately. Sven okay. coming at you. Oh my God. Not not another week of this. Not another week of this. this Maybe is you terrible. should use digital dice. Maybe you should use <laughs> digital great. dice. It's a 19. 
Uh, that's a miss. Yep, that is. That's a seven and an eight on the die. And uh, that is also a miss. <sighs> I mean, whatever. Just gonna just gonna go for it. Just gonna go for it here. I like the idea that this is also what the blood wolf is thinking. Yeah, that's a <laughs> miss, 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 which sucks. Dice are ice cold. So frustrating. Layton. Claude, I think Andruk needs an ear. And you're the best listener I know. Uh, and Claude will walk over to Andrew <laughs> and stand next to him. Sit down on the beanbag. Yeah. Claude, Claude sits down on the other side of the desk and flips Andrew over his body as the desk goes tumbling to the ground. Um, no, he uh, he sits down next to Andrew, haunches on desk, turns his equine snout, looks down, and just kind of stares longingly at Andrew in case he wants to talk. Uh, while Leighton is going to take a five foot step in front of the professor here between him and the blood wolf. Can I get a reflex save from the blood wolf, please? Stay with the ice cold dice. See if we can wrap this up. Oh, there it is. 17. So that'll pass. No, it won't. Do you need a, do you need me to see if it's a crit? What's your DC? Oh, 17 on the die. Sorry. Yep. Uh, my DC is 19. 19. That is a pass, not a success. Great, great. Uh, you are going to take five points of electricity damage. As the arc comes sailing through. Arc comes sailing through five points of electricity damage. That's Lightning Claude. All right, it is the Quasit's turn. Just, you know, is really frustrated at the behavior of some of y'all. And <laughs> hmm. you see it materialize as its claws come slashing down at your friend and mine, Aubergine. 22 to hit. Hits. Damn it. Not not great, not great damage dice here. Let's see. That's going to be four points of slashing damage and two points of evil damage. And give me a fortitude save. Looking at a two on the dice for an 11. All right. You are going to take a little bit of damage here, that my friend. It would have gone so much Yours. better if you hadn't rolled Sam's least favorite number. Oh, man. <laughs> That's my least favorite number. If you want, we can call it a hundred for my favorite, least favorite number. <laughs> I think that's how this should work. Yeah. All right, you take two points of poison damage and you have poison resistance, which should have counted towards your roll against this. Still would have failed, no worries, but you do reduce that number by a certain amount, right? By, by one, one, I believe. One point of poison damage there for you. And that clock is going to continue to tick on your turn. The... Professor, it's your turn. And you said we saw the quadset. It's materialized now. I will bring it out onto the map. Good call. We're, sorry, guys, real quick. Uh, it's two, Sam, because it's supposed to be half my level. You take zero poison damage from that. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Really, yeah. I, uh, I, it used to be one. Now it's, does, now it's two. Does, does your bonus to the roll also equal half your level, or is that only your resistance? No, it's just a, you gain a plus one status bonus to saving throws against poisons and then resistance bonus to half your level. That's nice. That's nice. And it is the professor's turn. Yes, uh, the professor will maintain the flaming sphere and move it onto the blood wolf. Uh, reflex lay, a reflex save. A and... reflex... Fuck it. God damn it. <laughs> what do you do for a living? Shut up. And that is a three on the die. Oh, that's a shame. For you. <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, eh, it's not that great. It's, um, 
Let's see here. <laughs> eight points of fire damage. All right, eight points of fire damage. Not nothing there, Rudy. Not nothing. That was uh, concentrate. I think it's just one action to do yes. that. You got two yes. left. What's going on? And I will cast Produce Flame on the closet as a 17 on the die for a 27. That's a crit. Woo! Good. Zing. So that's uh, 44, for, I think, for me now. Yep. And I'm doubling the bonus. Mm-hmm. Dope. And I think you double the persistent damage that happens as well. Whatever you say. That's correct. You definitely double the amount of respect we have for you. Oh, yeah, I hear those dice now. Yeah. That's 18 points of fire damage. 18 points of fire damage. Right. And uh, <laughs> let's see the... Um, and that's five points of uh, persistent damage. You can hang on to that, but that okay, will take you, at the you. end of its turn. If we get all the way there. That is the professor's turn, as well as the end of round three, the top of round four. We're back to the top of the lineup. Eugene. I think he's going to try and chomp the closet first that's directly above him to the north. And barbecues it. The flaming closet. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a 19 to hit. 19 is a hit. Okay, rolling damage. 11 points of damage. Nice. 11 points of damage. Good. What's it look like? Yes. I think just chomp, chomp. Eugene, uh, Bear Gene, just, uh, yeah. Will, for those of you who know, Will's doing like the alligator. Gator yeah. <laughs> I'm here for it. Yeah. Just right on his face. <laughs> right on his face. Rips the Ow. face off. Quas it down. Still your turn. Yeah. Air of attack penalty. He's chomping at the blood wolf. Chomping at the blood wolf. That's a big miss. Big miss. I guess I have one more action. Can go for another attack, just in right? You get three? You, you get three. So I'll say this. One thing that we're not using and haven't for 43 episodes is you can try to assist one of your allies by do, doing by stating an action that you do on their turn. So if you're like, I want to help Sven. I want to give Sven a bonus. You can choose an action, and so long as you hit DC 20 with that action, you will give them a plus two. This isn't to say you have to do it, but it's a it's a nice little option instead of taking the minus 10 on yeah. your final attack. Heard that, and, and don't mean to be dismissive, but I think Bear Jean's here to chomp right now. Yeah, bear Jean's here to chomp, yeah. He's, he's red. He's a bear. 18? That's a hit. Let's fucking go. Nice. Let's go, let's go, let's go. That's so easy. Why don't we do that all the time? <laughs> it's so easy. Yeah, why Why do they have this assist mechanic? Bad damage. It's, it's going to be five points of damage. Five points of damage still up. Last legs. Sven, can you put it down? I hope. I'm going to swing it. A 27 to hit. 27 is a crit. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. He can't be stopped. Bad damage. Yeah, very bad damage. Uh, 10 points of damage. 10 points of damage. Puts it down. Nice. Hammer cracks right on the skull. Imagine, you know, Bergine ripping its arm around, teeth sinking in. Boom. Crack the skull. I would also like to say that the dead wolf at your feet did zero damage during this fight. I just want you all to live with that. Not yeah, for like I tried to. That's all that mattered. Yeah, tried. 
tried snapped I, out. I asked if it was hostile. <laughs> <laughs> if I could call you back to exhibit A of stormtroopers shooting guns, they hit nothing. They yeah, still get exactly, killed. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it still gets persistent fire damage after it's dead. <laughs> Yeah, we could eat it in five more rounds. Like <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you like your blood wolf rare, that is the end of the combat. All of the combatants have been slain, including perhaps a font of information about Detris. Oh, shut up. Stop that. Yes, I'm sure it was a veritable font. <laughs> a veritable font of information. Just overflowing with specific and actionable data. Now, I've just got to delete a whole bunch of my notes here. Uh-huh. <laughs> Actually, you know what? I'll just put a cross through through them so that y'all can see them later. All this useful and actionable information. Thank you for the vocab there, Cole. No I'm not going to get. Detris. <laughs> so Druk is talking to Claude. Yeah, what's that look like? What's going on over and there? I, and I think that, you know, it's it's kind of rambly. He's still processing, but, you know, he's, he's saying... I, I, I know Eugene's just looking out for the rest of us. They were dangerous, but, you know, I'm I, I, fair. I probably wasn't in the, the most balanced headspace. Um, she did kiss me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just so tired, Claude. I'm so tired. It's It's been so long that we've been trying to find Detris, and I'm so worried. I think that's all Duke is sharing so for now. Yeah, no, Claude can tell. So he, he gives you those words of wisdom back. Um, but once he sees that the conversation has sort of reached its, you know, its important conclusion, he uh, he just leans a shoulder in because he knows that sometimes it's not about what the partner says. It's just about the partner being there. Hell yeah. Thanks, buddy. An animal companion looking out for another PC. That's how you do it, folks. Capital C companion. What are the rest of y'all doing? Ben is just watching this all from a distance and just sort of shaking his head. Has he never been kissed by anyone before? I suppose I've never asked him about his love life, but, well, it just seems like he really leaned into that one. The professor will dismiss the flaming sphere and head over to the desk that uh, Andruk and Claude are leaning up against and check the papers on it and looking to see if there are any drawers that need opening and searching. Okay, it sounds like we're going into exploration mode. What are other people going to be doing? Eugene's detecting magic, Mm -hmm. um, and Eugene's also going to drop bear mode and maybe just try and catch Sven's eye and be like, hey, you think Druk's mad at me? Oh, I don't think so. I think he was just acting in a bit of passion. You saw how much he was affected by the kiss. Um, Did it seem like that might have been his first kiss? Honestly, I got the same vibe. He just leaned into it so much, and I haven't asked about his romantic past. I'm not going to say anything yet, but maybe just, you know, try and suss it out for me. I gotta know how how much I gotta apologize about this, you know? Oh, certainly. Yes, I would be happy to do that, my friend. Don't worry. Don't take it personally or nothing. <laughs> As he's, like, wiping some of her body off of his yeah. shoe. <laughs> then, then Eugene's going to turn around and keep detecting magic, looking around, exploring the room. All right, cool. So Eugene detecting magic. Uh, Rudy, it sounds like the professor is going to be checking out that desk. Andruk, have you recovered or are you going to be, are you a little, still a little distant? That's fine if that's the case. If you're just hanging out no, bareback I think that, on Claude um, inside. It's weird phrasing there. Um, 
seeing the professor start searching for documents, I think he's going to realize that he could also be looking for potential clues about Detris in, in, in the desk. Um, and so he'll, he'll start helping the professor. Leighton's going to debrief with Claude, just try to get an idea of sort of what went on in the room without breaching any confidentiality agreements Claude may have made. <laughs> um, so we're going to have a very... Is Druk mad at Eugene? <laughs> uh, and I think, yeah, I mean, well, I think Leighton is like, Claude, how's the, how are things? And Claude looks down at him with a very stern eye, and Leighton goes, right, I shouldn't have asked. That was inappropriate. I'm sorry. Um, and Leighton is going to uh, go sort of stand at the curtain and be peeking up and down the hallway uh, and okay. just sort of covering the entrance while everybody's searching about. Yeah, for sure. I'll reveal some areas there. You can see an empty hallway. Sven, what's going on with you? Sven's not known for the art of subtlety. Um, starts to head over towards Andrew directly um, after getting assigned this question. But then seeing the professor there uh, doesn't want to embarrass him. So it sort of awkwardly turns and goes back towards Leighton and stuff uh, to stand, stand guard. All right. Oh, so we yes. got Leighton and Sven at the door, stand in guard. Eugene in sort of the bedchamber area, detecting magic. Eugene, give me a perception check. Uh, Druk and the professor also give me some perception checks. Sam, that was a natty 20 for mm -hmm. 31. Okay, so for a 31 on a natty 20, you toss the room and you find the goods. Underneath your bed in a little lacquered box, uh, you open it and when you detect magic, even though you don't have it like heightened to the level that actually detects, you're able to tell that like there's a little vibration in your hand and you're like, this is it. I've, I've, I've got the magic stuff. Professor, what are you working with over there? Roll to six. That's uh, for the stuff on top of the desk. If there's any drawers, I would really appreciate if that didn't get applied to that. <laughs> oh, I don't know. <laughs> Druk? I got a 17. Okay, great. Back over to the other end of the room, detecting magic. You pop open the top of the lacquered box, and you see a couple things inside. You find a vial, which you hold up, shake, Pull the topper off, dip a finger in, taste it. That's a lesser elixir of life. And then beyond the lacquered box underneath the bed, you find another magical item, a demon mask. This terrifying mask is crafted in the visage of a leering demon and grants the wearer a plus one item bonus to intimidation checks. You can also activate it, two actions, once per day, and you can cast a fear spell with DC 20, so not half bad. Yeah. Beyond that, as you sort of toss the room collectively, you're able to find some goods. You find elegant clothing. There's no appraise check, and I'm not really interested in rolling on this, but it's worth 16 gold pieces in the right, right market. Six silk pillows worth two gold pieces each, or if somebody wants to have a fancier bedroll, and a golden statuette of a flying fish worth 11 gold pieces. Inside that lacquered box, there are several other crystal vials. Uh, the case itself, you think, is worth some coin, about four gold pieces. Two vials hold strong spirits, and one holds a dose of belladonna, along with that lesser elixir of life. Sam, can I ask, um, when we're looking at the demon mask, 
is it look like the face of a quasit or the face of a Zulgath or a, a, a totally other different kind of demon? That's a good question. Uh, it doesn't look like a Zulgath and it doesn't look like a quasit, but it is very identifiably demonic. There are horns. It doesn't seem to be like a, necessarily a... You can give me um, an occultism roll to see if you can identify it. I'm, if anybody else wants to roll, that's a, a two on the die, and Eugene ain't got no points in occultism. I do think that Eugene's going to pick it up and shudder a little, <sighs> and then be like, why is this in here? Yeah, so with that two, that I think really does a good job of summing up Eugene's reaction. He's like, this thing is creepy. Why is it here? I don't recognize what it is specifically, but it is clearly demonic in nature. Over by the desk, Druk, with that 17 looking around on top, you're able to recognize that there are some writings of Gozra, you know, maybe this was Beleni, the person that they transformed into when they stepped away from Sven, matched the description that Harlock Hamdiel gave you of Beleni. This is, you're in Beleni's chambers now. You you have enough evidence to believe that. You, you're looking at this material and you're wondering if this is research, right? Do, do these papers sort of align with somebody who was looking to infiltrate, right? That, that sort of seems to be what's going on with what you're finding. You also see some writings and runes that you don't really recognize, but perhaps they jog your memory just a little bit of some of the summoning circles that you've seen recently. Can I do a religion check on those? You can do a religion check on those. I'll just pretend I didn't. How about I? Can I do it as well? Yeah. It's a 10 from me. A 10 from you. Uh, 16 from me. Not much better. With that roll, what you recognize is that this is beyond you, right? On your best day, knowing as much as you can, every, nothing is on the tip of your tongue, right? Everything is in hand at the front of your brain. On your best day, you're like, this is beyond me. I do right. not know what this summoning magic is. So it, what you learn basically is that there is some advanced summoning stuff going on here. Is the summoning stuff entirely separate from the Gozer stuff, or are they intermingled in some way? Uh, the Gozer stuff is more like there's a couple books of Gozer around, right? The summoning stuff appears to be the thrust. Got it. Right? Thank you. Uh, do you have occultism, Leighton? Are you going to check that stuff out? I have occultism and religion. Leighton would be particularly interested if the Gozer stuff was the important thing, you know, but it seems like mm -hmm. that was, oh, you got a couple books so that you could pretend you were a priest. Feels like the kind of thing here. Happy to roll on it, but I don't think it's like a burning desire of his. I'm, I'll, I'd encourage you all to to, to, to roll on this. Um, if you've got occultism or religion and they're talking about it, I can see them calling you over, asking a question, and you know that the hallway is being guarded by Sven. Sven? Pardon me? I'm, you know, not actually very good at this, but I thought I would remove my, just, I'm going to go read some books. Just you know, right between my legs. Oh, thank you so much. Um, uh, so Leighton pops out from between his legs like a buttered hot dog 
um, and walks <laughs> over. Jesus, hold on a second. No, no, no. A buttered hot dog. It's a simile I hope to never hear again. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't sound bad to me. Buttered hot dog. I have two I, words that I hate the most out of it. It's a real buttered hot dog of a situation here. Uh, yeah. Layton's coming over to the desk. We'll see what he sees. Bringing over a tray of buttered hot dogs. No buns. I, the more I hear it, the more I like it. I gotta be honest. <laughs> uh, and I think it bears out. Um, that's a 23 occultism. 23 occultism. And are you trained, master? What's your level? Trained. Trained. You come over and recognize something that is beyond you. But with that 23, you're able to recognize the notes of someone who is experimenting. Mm. Right? They are doing new magic. There's not a book. There are some reference texts here and there, but these are the notes of someone who is breaking new ground. That is what that 23 gets you. Oh, so it's not like somebody who's learning, learning. It's somebody who's pushing the boundary. Someone who's pushing the boundaries. Exactly. Innovation. Innovation. <laughs> Abomination. <laughs> uh, does that give us any hint as to what she was? Because I know I failed that check during combat, but can we figure it out now that we know what she actually looks like? We can get some more rolls. So get some more rolls going here. Ask Rudy. He's ice cold. Can I roll nature? Fuck you. Yeah, you can roll nature. I think that the we'd identified it last week, and and it's it's religion is the is the magic number here. I'm on it. We got a twenty six. A twenty six religion puts all the pieces together. And that one sweet, sweet kiss. And you're like, Baleni was a succubus? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Spooky. No. And you see, you all see the blood drain from Andruk's face as he realizes that one of his first kisses uh. was with a succubus. Is this the kind of thing that I could brag about down the road? Or, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely, bud. <laughs> Claude whips around the corner. Hmm? I do. I feel like I've, it was not my first kiss. Okay, it's just oh, hard of course to date. Not. It's oh, hard to date when you're traveling like so much. No one did. Anyone here say it was his first and, kiss? And people, no. people kiss different ways, different places. I travel quite a bit. You know, I. Uh-huh. I it's just. I was trying well, to get a sense of kiss how they kiss places? here. And no, I'm curious about this. How do they kiss in other places? Uh, <laughs> Eugene is stepping on Sven's foot. Just much much <laughs> slower. Sven, think of it like this. Have you ever seen the number 89? <laughs> <laughs> you take the one half and you take the other half. Uh, a, no, a... no, I'm still interested in how they kiss in other places. Go on, Andrew. There's there's common factors, you know, everywhere, of course. Lips tend to be involved. Um, Kissing. But uh, I find in my extensive travels that Hey, what's is that a diagram? <laughs> <laughs> so, Link, have that, you seen this? Yeah, that, I don't really understand it at all. But boy, howdy, is they are they doing something here? <laughs> with that, with that twenty six, Drew, you do know that one of the things that Sven likely shook off was a dominate person, which was the spell that I was most excited about casting and. Did, and you got that natural 20. Was it meant my, to be? my silence is because I, I'm thinking about how that total party kill would have would have gone down with Sven. <laughs> yeah. Um, on the other it's team. not immediate. It's not instant. 
right? Okay. But it, it it is a very good spell for taking Svend out of the fight. He gets saves at the end of every turn. It's a pretty high DC, particularly for his uh, will DC. If he crit fails, which is very possible given his uh, his will save. Given how dumb as shit Svend is? Is that what you're trying to say, <laughs> Sam? A weak will to <laughs> given, his, given his will DC, um, <laughs> if he crit fails, he doesn't get another save unless directed to do something like directly against his nature, like mm. kill his allies. But go make sure that the front, that the gargoyles are still at the front door. He's out of there. Um, and that does have a big impact on the fight. It would also just take him fun. Clock could take him. Yeah, just clock, clock, clock will just go, clock will just knock Svend out. If he starts going downstairs. <laughs> just really bonk, bonk, bonk. It doesn't, it, the, the twi- you don't know why the succubus is here. It looks like they were experimenting with some kind of summoning magic, and there appear to be some references in on the books that are on their shelf to Gozra. Clearly, they were doing some research about going into the Hermitage, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But like a larger plan isn't coming into shape just by the items on their desk and no drawers. Why don't you Ayo. pop those drawers, Rudy? Let's see if you can see if you can find some stuff in the drawers. Yeah, shuffling through them, knocking paperweights aside. Oh, get this out of here! Okay, get this out of my way. Yeah. You know he's got the um, was it the little thumb guard so he can page through stuff? But are you opening the drawers or not? Yes. Got it. Because you talked a lot about <laughs> things that go on top of a desk. <laughs> <laughs> you open the drawers, you don't learn anything new. Oh, fuck. Worth the wait. <laughs> Shit, no Incredible. knowledge. I know you got nothing here. Um, Druk wants to start healing people. I've got some some dice rolls ready to go. And they're um, all twenties. Well, you, you got to actually roll the dice. <laughs> well, you can't just write down numbers. No, I just randomly some... out of your head. Uh, they're my favorite numbers. Does that help? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what those numbers are. Ten thousand. <laughs> Uh, okay, the first one is a. It is actually a crit, though. Like not no no bullshit. <laughs> I, I think the first one should be a crit. Yeah, the first one. Should be a crit. Yeah, first one should be a crit. Yeah. Uh, it's At sixteen points of healing for someone who wants it. Uh, you pick, Andrew. How about spend? I will take it. Disappointing, kind of front door, but keep going. Next one is uh, just six points of healing for spend. How you doing? That will do. Yeah, with my drain, I'm I'm maxed out. Okay. Uh, next, I'll hit the professor for another crit. Eighteen nice. points of healing. Thank you. <laughs> Will's favorite number is crit. <laughs> <laughs> Does anyone else need healing, or is it just me? Eugene is golden. Just you. Um. Then it's just me. Wow, that's a nice roll. Thirteen points of healing, which I think. Gets me almost all the way there. I'll do one more just for just for shits and giggles, just a regular hit. Okay. Wow. Wow. Good rolling there. <laughs> Jeez, I'm so it, good it at sounded this. like it. Yeah, incredible. <laughs> it's in the it's in roll twenty. You guys can see how I rolled. I'm not I'm not double checking your work. I don't trust you. See, Sam, so it is just me. Because Will's yeah, rolling rocks. Cursed, <laughs> well, yeah, to be fair, these are all doubles. These are all D eights, right? So oh, true, could be that true. the D twenties are the problem and the D eights. Yeah. Are, you know, the balancing uh, act. There's no way to know. It's what are y'all doing next? I did read some lengthy articles about the randomization algorithm for Roll20. And man, 
there are some nerds that are very unhappy about the fact that their characters die while playing this. I yeah. bet there are. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, and listeners, if you're one of those people, shut the fuck up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Bring her. Listener count to episode 45 down to zero. <laughs> Put it out there. I, I talked to Rudy this week and he was like, I wish I'd pointed out that all of you are very superstitious about using <laughs> physical dice. <laughs> you did point it out. I know. I wish I had done it on the podcast where we talked about superstitions. Though. Although to be fair, Rudy, uh, r- random number generation digitally is actually impossible. It's not necessarily biased, but it is not accurate. Hmm. <laughs> Morgan is asleep. <laughs> Sorry, I um, just got knocked into a coma by this conversation. <laughs> yeah, that's because all of the blood rushed from your brain into your dick. It's one of my favorite Calvin and Hobbes, where Calvin's at the desk and he just yells, Boring. Boring. <laughs> I'm just saying what everybody's thinking. <laughs> Eugene is going to start marching uh, back out this way, detecting magic. And along the way, he'd like to kind of call a quick group huddle together. And he's going to be like, okay, team, I got a spicy idea. So we don't know who or what we're going to run into back upstairs. But we do know what's down here. Maybe instead of marching upstairs and being at the whims of who's ever up there, we set a trap down here. And we ring that gong again. Another grease trap, perhaps? <laughs> I got other trucks up my sleeve. I am very interested in that, for I saw the gong and would have liked to have given it a hint. But I know that that would have been very bad, obviously, at the time. But if it is something that is planned out, I would like to do that part. I agree. So there's no objections to that. So that nope. is good. That is good. <laughs> I will be the gong ringer. Gungringer. Yep, we're going to put you right at the back. <laughs> yes. Sounds good to me. Sweet. Well, do we need to explore anything else down here before we head back? I don't believe I don't so. I think so. Only our options for how many traps we can set. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get the I'm paint cans. oddly tickled by this idea. Does anyone have any marbles? <laughs> I think I'm going to need to hit it at least 30 times, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to make sure they hear it. You know, I should be sure. That's so weird. That's crazy. That's my favorite number. All right. So opening up the area here. Okay, so I will be here by the gong. Yeah. What are you going to do? What, what, are the, what are these traps you're laying? Well, I mean, it's an oldie or a goodie. But I definitely like grease. <laughs> I mean, on a staircase, it seems particularly useful. Yeah. Oh, this is going to be hilarious. Do we have a way to reduce the amount of light so they can't see the grease? No, only the amount of sound. But I don't think you want me to silence the <laughs> gong. No, no, absolutely not. Could that you, ruins the purpose. Could you silence the grease? <laughs> Why is it making noise? Well, so that when they fall in it. The others can't hear them fall. <laughs> oh, I get it. Slippery has a sound. The answer is no. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. Let me just check with the divine being that gives me power. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Yep. No. <laughs> I'm going to hide in this corner behind the staircase and come charging out on Claude. 
that's good. You can be, you can surprise them. You get an extra like jump from them, and then they for sure trip on the grease. Yes. So Eugene planning on casting grease. That can happen ahead of time. I mean, like that that spell lasts for a little while. Home alone, yeah. this shit if you want. Do whatever you want. Yeah. I also wonder, Sven, even though I think we all agree you would be the strongest ringer of the gong. Yes, we already agreed upon that. But maybe we might want you closer to the stairs so you can chop as soon as they come down. Yes, this is good thinking. I shall leave my post at the gong after ringing it. Then I will run over there, get ready for them. And then I can even go back to the gong, ring it a couple more times if we're not getting any bites. If need be, sure. That makes sense. All right, Sven ringing the gong, running over to the stairs. Andruk, what sounds good to you? Druk is going to uh, just get his bow ready, uh, make sure it's nice and springy, and hopefully get into point-blank stance if you'll let me do that before combat starts. Yeah, no problem. Great. The professor, if the party is amiable to it, uh, would love to uh, put on the f- the demon mask. Yeah, that seems that. Yeah, appropriate. For sure. Yeah. And see if he can't scare some of these people, too. Or if they think you're someone you're not. So the professor, in his little waistcoat and tails, the puts on the on demon shoulder. mask. And when he does, it <laughs> sucks to his face <laughs> all around the hairline, basically breathe. merging with his skin. And he is now unsettling to look at. It is his face. Right, it's nice. like it be- has become a prosthetic as opposed to a mask. The bad Botox. And there's two horns coming out of it, and he's three and a half feet tall. <laughs> I think Eugene's gonna be like, "Stop looking at me." What? What? What's the problem? Oh no! Um, well, what, yes, what's, if what's you can face on, the yeah. corner, it's, maybe. Sven, I don't like it. <laughs> don't Eugene, like it either, my friend. You're the professional in generic use of animals. Um, obviously, Claude is my specialty, but could a dog help? And couldn't hurt. <laughs> I I actually don't know if that's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> no, let's try to think of every possible scenario in which case a dog could not be a benefit. <laughs> um, what is the what is the underlying this question here? Are you summoning well, we an have, animal for I, the um, first time? I have the Onyx dog figurine. Yeah, yes, right. The, the honest diet, which we have not used, which at first I thought maybe we send up the stairs and they come chasing it down, but I feel like that would really kind of rob the gong thunder here. Um, yes, we do need to make sure to feature the gong. This is important, yeah. folks. Yeah, I, I don't want to undercut the gong. <laughs> that Thank seems you. critical. So maybe the Sven's, dog has another day. Sven's autobiography, Gong Thunder. Thunder gong. Okay, so just making sure I'm on the same page. Leighton and Claude going to rush out. Svend, Thundergong. Andruk, Point Blank Stance. The professor holding things down in the rear over by the entrance to the room. Eugene, you're going to cast Grease. Is there something else that you want to do? Because I'll let you do that as setup prior to them coming down if you want. Yeah, so that's awesome. Thank you. I think Eugene's going to wait to see what comes down the stairs. And depending on size perceived strength of threat it's either going to be an aoe spell it's going to be fun or he might just go bear mode again and get in there with his claws and paws understood 
I think y'all are ready to rip if nothing else needs to happen. Onyx Dog, anything going on with that? Onyx Dog's just gonna be staying in the pocket. Staying in the pocket? Pocket Dog. Sven, take it away whenever you're ready. It's okay. Everyone be quiet. <laughs> shh, shh, quiet, quiet. He needs quiet to rig the cog. <laughs> uh, and with that, he gives it a really good whack. But he does it like right in the middle, like not really where you're supposed to. So it's like, <laughs> doesn't quite let out as like loud as he wants. So he like keeps hitting it in the middle. Like mm-hmm. really, really going at it. Really going at it. So a very discordant and clangorous gong ringing, I imagine. Yeah. All right. So you go clang, 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 clang. Oh my God, it's the cowbell of gongs. Eugene throws up grease at the bottom of the stairs. Sven rushes over to the foot of those stairs, hammer and sickle in hand, and he waits for several breaths. And I see Sven running back over to the gong a moment later. (laughs) Clang, (laughs) clang, clang. Rushes back to the foot of the stairs, and he waits. Everybody, give me a perception check. It's a 25 for Eugene. 25 for Eugene. 15. 28. 28. 19. All right, the professor, despite being nearest the entryway, and for the rest of you, it's hard to hear with the gong ringing in your ears, but the professor, you're just able to make out the sound of rocks falling and shifting. And as you poke your head around the corner into the room where you fought Ashigith, you see approaching you an enormous (laughs) ooze. No, 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 no. Oh, no. Which appears to have made its way past the rock barrier that Claude knocked down on that natural one several hours ago. I don't feel like we have to point fingers necessarily. Yeah, really shoved him under the bus. <laughs> I feel like you might have just brought the ooze anyways, Sam. You didn't have to yeah. throw Claude under the bus. You remember when Cole like talked about how that was the least punishing? Luckiest natural one I've ever <laughs> yeah. had. Yeah, okay. Oh, I remember, Rudy. I remember. <laughs> I'm just glad you're going to get eaten. <laughs> and we're going to find out what happens with all of that next week. Get up the stairs. Wah! I'll intimidate it with my mask. Who's <laughs> 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 Yeah, we'll find out. What's gonna happen? 